Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to another edition of our weekly podcast here as we do the post-show recap. Uh, so glad to have you joining us, and then also grateful to have Pastor Matt and Pastor Andy. Woo! You yes. have been missed, sir. You have been missed. You have been sorely missed. I just want to say they were not nearly this excited to see me when it wasn't being recorded. So, hey, that's just, because, well, just be saw, aware. Hey, we saw you yesterday, too. And, uh, and you, you didn't know, do that at all. Uh, I believe that almost... Our souls I, did. Yeah, it, was exact, it was on the inside. <laughs> It was on inside, the inside, inside. Yes. I was jumping up and down. Nobody believed that. <laughs> oh, so good to have you back. Good Go to be time. back. Uh, great. We had a great time, great time away, but really glad to be home. Yep. Well, glad to see everybody this weekend. Yes. What a great so. crew. I mean, uh, my goodness, I came back. I told Greg this. Uh, when you're gone, when the pastor's gone for uh, three weeks, really in the pulpit, you want you worry a little bit about a stall of momentum or anything. Not sure. that it rests on me. You guys did such an awesome job, but man, I came back to momentum wide open. You guys kept this place running really well, and I saw new faces and so much energy in the room. I was just really thrilled with that. So, well, we've got a great team. Obviously, our staff is tremendous, and got a great volunteer team as well we that keeps everything running. So, yep. Um, it was, but yeah, no, good couple of weeks there, and then uh, another good weekend this weekend as well, wrapping up our road trip series. You did a fantastic job. My dad told me when I came home, flew home Friday night, and, uh, my dad was here, and he told me, he said, that is the best I ever heard Greg preach. He said it was just awesome. He said there's so much in that message and so much insight and so much so much to take away. My dad just went on and on about it, so I was really excited to hear wow. it, and he was right. It was fantastic. You did a great job, sir. Appreciate it. Love that message. We talked about how uh, I loved how you brought it out about, uh, you know, you talked about fishing and how some of the uh, advice you got from Mr. Google was a little crazy. <laughs> Mr. Google. It sounded Google. a little crazy, you know, yeah. fishing with dog food. Yeah. What, I got to know, what did you catch on dog food? <laughs> I caught catfish. I'm catfish. To, I'm starting to figure out that catfish will eat just about That's anything. That's about the truth. <laughs> and what was the other one, dog food and, and uh, uh, hot dog? Hot dogs, yeah. yeah. Catfish hot dog. also. Yeah. yeah, catfish I also. I think it's pretty yeah. well proven that a catfish will eat about, just about anything, anything you throw yeah. down. Exactly. But uh, I thought it was really good how you brought it out, how um, sometimes unconventional advice, unconventional direction yeah. can really pay off and how Jesus did that a bunch. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Obviously it wasn't just here or anything like that, but, uh, and I think that's probably, you know, we, we related it to fishing cause that's what Jesus was relating it to with Simon. But I think, you know, that whole idea of unconventional advice is, is something that you can kind of almost take into several different areas of your life, whether it's fishing or not. But I mean, Man, you think about you know all the you know the way that Jesus spoke and the things that he taught about. I mean, he was constantly throwing uh, different thoughts and different ideas out there that were very contrary to the way that people thought then, and obviously the way that we think and try to live today. Do you ever just get to a place where I do this a lot? I get to a place where I'm reading something Jesus said, and I think you know we just don't really do it that way in the church. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, it's not our common instinct to do it that way. I'm constantly being corrected by Jesus all the time. Mm -hmm. Not that he's, I don't mean to say he's always beat me up or shaming me, but right. when I read his words, yeah. it constantly gives me course corrections on my attitudes. Yes. Yeah. Constantly. And I feel like I've been walking with Jesus a long time and I should have got this figured out by now. Right. But constantly as I read his word, I'm just corrected by it. Um, you know, Anytime you're, you're dealing with different situations, we, we aim and our attempt is to 
you know, approach it as a follower of Christ. You know, I want I want to do this the way the way that Christ does. It. And we've said it over the last couple of weeks, but it's a phrase that that I keep coming back to a lot lately. And it's one that you've really helped instill into me. It's when you handle this situation, you want to be able to keep your heart clean. Yeah. In it, mm-hmm. and I have found that to be a great uh, <laughs> a great barometer to help me to kind of stay in my lane. But at the same time, I have found that very challenging um, as well because I do want to keep my heart clean. But in order to keep my heart clean. It requires me to handle this the way that Jesus is calling me and telling me to yep. handle it. And that's not easy at all. No, it's not. It's not. He, His word, uh, he says this somewhere. I think it's in John. You're clean because of my word. Mm-hmm. You know, And I think his word cleanses our heart. Yeah. I'll just read and it's like, oh God, you just clean that up. I'll read something and I'll think of an attitude I had that day or something I did. And Jesus just corrects us. But he does some crazy stuff. Yeah. I always go back to the blind guy, you know, who he spits, <laughs> spits. and he mm-hmm. puts mud in his eye, literally. And we've, I think I preached a message some time ago on, on kind of trying to figure that out. Yeah. And uh, why does he do stuff like that? Really good question. Don't know that I've got the answer <laughs> yeah. for that well, one. You preached it, so you should <laughs> have all this figured out. <laughs> no, but I mean, I think, you know, I think on one hand, it is the idea that. Uh, when, you know, anytime you say anything that immediately challenges the way that you think, it's it, it's something, right, that's going to catch you off guard, right? It's something that mm-hmm. just kind of really makes you pause and makes you think about it. But really, I think it does come back to that the way that we are wired, you know, we, we live in a fallen world, and my natural inclination is, is not always right. And so I, I need to be challenged on that, uh, you know, the way that I think, and I used a couple of examples from, you know, from really from the Beatitudes where Jesus was giving his Sermon on the Mount and kind of mm-hmm. using some of those thoughts there. You know, when it talks about turning the other cheek, that's not that's not natural for me. When it, you know, when it talks about praying for those who persecute you, that's that's not natural uh, for me at all. Uh, forgiving people, that's that's difficult. That's mm-hmm. hard. But at the same time, man, that's who that's who God's calling us to be because it is calling us to be like His Son. Mm-hmm. That's good. I think. I think about it and I go, I don't know that I know why Jesus does weird stuff like that, like spits in a guy's eyes or even, you know, was it an, it's not an accident, I guess, is where I would land. Like, he did it on purpose. Yeah. And then I think about Simon, like, it was an accident, in my opinion, that Jesus walks by and that's the boat he finds and pushes it out and then asks that, you know, none of that was an accident. So there was intentionality behind it which is just, I don't know, common thread throughout Jesus' life, I think. Right, yeah. I mean, there yeah, there was no wasted motion, so to speak. Uh, there was always an, a purpose behind everything that he right. was doing. And I love that connection you made, too, with like, you know, he gives him that opportunity to let him use his boat, but then he, he says, can you take me out into the right. deep? And then that's that crazy, what are you talking you about moment? And I love the way you related to that. <laughs> just like, that doesn't make any sense. But then how his obedience led to right. what we know as Peter now. You know, like, I imagine, like, what if he said, no, I'm good. I'm going to go to bed now. <laughs> it very well could have. I yeah. mean, you know, who I mean, who among us probably wouldn't be at that point in yeah. time, you know, tired, exhausted, wore out. Man, I'm, I just, I'm ready to go. I'm ready to get out of here. Mm. Uh, you know, Jesus kept on calling Peter to do crazy things. Yeah. And Peter was kind of the preeminent disciple in, in that I think he was the guy who, uh, goodness, you have so much storyline with Peter and all that he did. If you think back, there's another issue with boats, another s- circumstance with boats that he called him to do another crazy thing. Yep. He said, step out. And Peter, I mean, 
kind of volunteered that anyway, sure. called me to do it. And she's like, come on, big boy, come out exactly. of the boat. And so Peter walks on water as a result of that. I, I think when you're willing to do some crazy things for God, he'll call you to do some more crazy stuff. Mm -hmm. And you may see the answer. Yeah. I love especially, though, Greg, how you uh, brought, the, brought it into play with uh, your parenting, you know, oh, yeah. that your kids often ask why. Mm -hmm. It. I mean, so... I guess that's a, a little bit of a common thread for me right now when it, you know, when I do get opportunities to speak is that somehow or another, my kids end up showing up in there. And some people may get sick and tired of me talking about my kids, but that is, that's just kind of where I'm at in my life right now. So I think Michael and Danielle are glad that they're getting a break now. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, now faith and hope and Andrew and Ellie's turn. Right. It, it is funny. The girls came up to me and said, how dare you show a picture of me up there? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it was funny, but I mean, you know, you know, we, we talk about, you know, that's I mean, that's where we're at in our parenting and that's, you know, our kids are asking why a lot. But I mean, also, it's really relatable because we do that with God a lot, you know, as our, you know, as our Heavenly Father sitting there going, you know, we say, why? Why does this happen? Why 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 have I got to do that? Why are you asking me to do that? Why why me? Why, why do I have to do this at this point in time? It doesn't seem like that big of a deal. And so, I mean, we, you know, we relate to, to God as our Father. And so we are his children. So it's so for, in my mind, it's just kind of a natural place for it to go back to to look at you know where my parenting is and seeing how my kids ask why. And there are times where I want to and I, and I can't answer that question. And other times, it's just listen. I just need you to trust the fact that I'm your dad and I know what's best for you. I thought that was good that you said that. When you said that um, in one of the services, I thought to myself, there are probably parents sitting here who wonder if that's okay. Right. To just say, do this because I'm your dad and I say so. Right. I mean, go ahead. There's a little something in us, I think, in our world and in humanity that doesn't really like that. Right, sure. We don't like the idea of there's a person in authority who tells us what to do and we just do it without knowing why. Yeah. Don't you think? I, I think oh, absolutely. As kids, um, I think kids struggle with that. I mean... I Look, I can remember, you know, as we were getting ready, uh, you know, getting ready to welcome Hope, uh, you know, into our, into the world as our first child. You know, we were doing a lot of things that, you know, soon to be first time parents do and reading books and stuff like that. And I remember reading uh, at least one book that said never, never just rely on the idea that, you know, telling your kid to do something just because you say so. Um, and, and, I, and more than I thought about that, I'm like, you know, there are, once again, there are times where I feel like we, we can't explain it. But there's not, every time my kid's not going to understand everything that I'm asking them to do and why I'm asking them to do that. Oftentimes too, not because I don't have time for my child, but in that moment right there, I don't, we don't have time to go through a 30 minute conversation as to why I need them uh, to do this. So there is this thing that I'm trying, you know, hopefully teaching my kids as well is that, listen, when I can explain it to you and when you can understand it, we'll sit down and we'll talk about it. We're going to, we're going to have that open conversation there. But then there are other times I just need you to say, I trust my dad. Um, and I think that is okay because I think that's building something there as well on the back side of it. It's not the fact that their question of why isn't important or, or isn't valid, but I'm also trying to build in that you can trust uh, you can trust voices of authority as well. You can trust me as your dad because I'm trying to prove that daily yeah. that I can be trusted. Yeah. I think we do that. I think we do that with our you know we can do that with our you know our boss at work as well. And I'm not talking about blind blind submission or anything like that, but. You've signed on to do a job. I think it's okay to say that your boss asks you to do something and you do it. You know, uh, you know, I'm not asking you to do anything immoral or breaking the law or anything like that. But I think it's okay to support that. And obviously, I think that's true in our relationship with God. No, that's good. I was fortunate enough to be uh, 
sitting with my son during one of the services <laughs> when I just stared at him the whole time. <laughs> He's actually got his chore list in his phone. So right. I was like, you need to take some notes. And so he took out his chore list and he just wrote, don't ask why <laughs> on there. I was like, well, that might not be exactly the point I was trying to get. But right. um, man, as he was writing it, I was like, that's the note I need to be writing down. Yeah. Like, because it really is easy to ask why of, because the things he calls us to are not usually super easy things to just step into. Well, we don't push back on the super easy things. Exactly. You know, we don't we don't call into question the things that are really easy to us or that come natural to us or that make us feel good, right? Mm-hmm. It's like, oh yeah, I, I'll, I can do that. That, that makes sense. Yeah. I'll, you know, I'll jump into that. But then, you know, we're talking about the things that are difficult, the things that are hard. This made no sense to Simon to go out there. This was a waste of his time. He's cutting into his sleep time to get ready for the next for the next night to go fishing again because this is how he provides for his family. He had just had a night of not getting anything for his family, nothing. So I mean, he's he's on the verge right here of having of having a moment of being able to go home and not have any food for his family. So he's trying to go home to get some rest so that he can come back around and hopefully have a better night. And Jesus is out here wasting his time. So yeah, God, you're asking me to do this. This doesn't make any sense. Let's let me let me get out of here. You're going out to the deep at this time of the day, we're not going to do. This is not we're not going to catch anything. So yeah, we ask why on the big stuff. Um, but man, just as I was as I was going through and, and, and studying, that that certainly wasn't a line that came that came out of me, man. I really felt like that was one of those moments where I didn't audibly hear God's voice, but man, I sensed God speaking at that point in time that you don't always you don't always have to understand the why. As long as you trust the who, mm-hmm. um, and man, we and we trust Jesus in, in those moments. Uh, I may not understand it, and I may not see the benefit on this, but I'm gonna I'm gonna trust that what you tell me is right for me, and it's right for now. That is a powerful statement. The why doesn't matter when you know the who. Mm-hmm. You know, I think a good parent, you want your children to understand the why. Sure, you want to teach them. Yeah, you don't want it to be just do what I say and don't understand. Right. Uh, obviously, you want to train them to make good decisions for themselves when they're adults. Exactly. So there's going to be a part of it that you are going to explain the why. But I think what was powerful about what you just said was that sometimes there's no time to explain why. Mm-hmm. I heard a uh, great uh, pastor preach one time, and he'd been a soldier. And he said this, he said, uh, when I was, got into the military and basic training and all that, he said, they just yelled, yelled, yelled all the time. And I just wondered why in the world they had to yell at me so much, why they had to be so rude and gruff and everything. He said he, he actually fought and went into battle. And uh, after that experience and the perspective of it, he began to understand it a lot better. And this is what he said. He said, I figured out that the yelling was to teach me instant obedience. He said, because on the battlefield, when the leader said, hit the deck, hmm. everybody that asked why would be dead. Right. You know, because I, when you're in battle, you need instant obedience, yeah. not why. That's you good. know, so there's times that we just have to learn. There's times that we just have to do it because he says to do it without right. understanding why. And uh, that's so important. Absolutely. Really but that, that takes a lot of trust. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, it does. You're, uh, you know, you're stepping out into the unknown. You're stepping out, and uh, no pun intended, you're stepping out into the deep at that point in time. It's, it is Peter walking on water uh, at that point in time. There's no safety net. And you're, you know, you're taking a step and saying, okay, God, I, I trust you on this. Not sure how this is going to turn out. Not sure what's going to happen here, but I'm, I'm going to trust you. 
interesting too to me to think about. <clears throat> you didn't say this yesterday. You didn't need to, but uh, interesting to think about this deal of cast out your nets, go out deeper. Mm -hmm. This happened again. Mm -hmm. Happened at the end yep. after Jesus was crucified when they're out in a boat fishing yep. all night again. Um, why do you think that is? Well, uh, you know, you think about the context in which Peter was in, and it's actually, you know, it was in some notes that had to get <laughs> cut yep. for time <laughs> Always in, the does. in the message. But yep. you think about where Peter was at uh, at that point in time. He, uh, he had just seen Jesus crucified. He had, uh, you know, he'd seen him die. And in that moment, he had uh, denied even knowing Jesus at that point. So, I mean, he is, in his mind, he's completely blown it. Mm -hmm. So the only thing he has to go back to is what he used to do. So he goes back to fishing. It's the only thing he's got nothing left at this point in time. He's blown everything, and everything, and where he had placed his hope seems to have been lost at that point in time. I mean, Jesus was in the tomb. It, he wasn't supposed to die, according to him. So he goes back to what he knew, but it's the, it's the, it produces the exact same results. Transform that right. Every time we feel like that we've messed up and we've blown it, we have a tendency to go right back to what we used to do. But it produces the same results. It produces the same empty feeling. Same produces the same empty nets. But yet, that's where he finds Jesus coming to him and has breakfast ready for him there on the on the beach when he comes back, and uh, they get to have that conversation where he's restored. And of course, he goes on to be this uh, focal point and fixture of which the church is is, is expanding and uh, builds on. So, uh, I think there's something to be taken away from there as well that you know, hey, when you mess up and when it when it doesn't work out the way that you think it's going to, don't don't immediately run back to the to the things that you used to do. Go back, you know, mm -hmm. make sure you find yourself in a place of where. Uh, where Jesus is and that he can restore you, he can speak to you. I think it's so powerful that Jesus foresaw Peter's denial. Oh, yeah. And Peter did deny being his disciples. He walked away from his relationship with Jesus as a rabbi and a student. Mm -hmm. Peter walked away from that, mm -hmm. and he had to be restored. Exactly. That was not taken lightly. Mm -hmm. uh, John, I think it's 21, 22, mm -hmm. 21 maybe, yeah. uh, where... Um, they have this scene on the beach. It's one of my favorite portions of Scripture. You know, Jesus has got breakfast cooking for them, and they're all having a cookout on the beach. And this is post-resurrection exactly. Jesus. And uh, he and Peter have this real heart-to-heart. -heart. He's like, Peter, do you love me? Mm. How that must have felt to Peter after, I mean, Peter had wept bitterly. Peter had failed, and he's like, do you love me? Mm -hmm. And Peter's like, you know I do, Lord. I love you. I do. And Peter's saying, I'm sorry. Yeah. And uh, he says, feed my, feed my sheep. Yep. You know, he recommissioned Peter to go out and do the work. So it's, that's one of the most powerful portions of Scripture to me about restoration. Yep. Mm -hmm. But it all kind of hinged on that lesson that Peter learned fairly early on about cast your nets out, just do what Jesus says. And then the same guy on the shore is saying, put your nets out here, and he does it. And Peter's like, oh my, I know who that is. And what's interesting about it too is Peter, you know, disrobes, jumps out of the boat right. and swims, swims to Jesus. Yeah. He wasn't waiting on anybody else no. to row over there. Uh, so that instant obedience, learning that can just unlock all kind of things. Absolutely. And, and you know, uh, we, we talked about it, you know, I, I once again, you know, didn't really necessarily get a whole lot of time to dive too far into it, but um, the obedience that that Simon chose to do in this moment and throwing the nets out there. They got fit, they got more fish than they could handle in the boats, right? But it wasn't just about the fish. Now, there was something bigger at play, as, oh, it, sure. as it always is with our obedience. It's mm -hmm. never just about the thing that we're facing right now. There is always something bigger 
at play, always something more important going on behind the scenes that we're not that we're really not sure of, that we're not aware of at that point in time. But we have no idea what hangs in the balance when we are faced with a decision about whether or not we're going to obey one of God's commands. And really, we don't we aren't always aware of what what it's going to cost us, yeah. what our disobedience will cost us. So yeah. I think that's the part that's so uncomfortable for me. Is I don't know. Right. Like I really want to know. Just just give me the answer so I can know what. Um, and that's not how he that's works. Not the way this thing it's operates. Just, yeah. When Jesus called his disciples, he just said, "Follow me." Yep. Pretty simple. <laughs> Makes life very simple. Yeah. Follow me. That doesn't promise. I'll tell you why. Yes. Doesn't promise. I'll give you the whole plan. Mm -hmm. It's just I'm going somewhere. Get behind me and follow me. It's good. Mm. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks, guys. I thank appreciate you, it. Thanks thank for you. thanks for joining thank in you. this week, and thank you for joining us this week. Uh, really excited about what's coming up this weekend as well as we kick off a brand new series. Uh, Pastor's going to be back up there, ready to roll with us, and so uh, we're excited about that. So until then, till next time, we will see you soon.